Okay, so yesterday we started, we did a, a, a piece, a mimer from the Ramchal in his Hakdamar to Sefer HaVikuach. And basically the Ramchal tried to give us a, some form of a picture in our minds of what the Jewish people experienced in Maimer HaSinai. And in his description, Ramchal showed us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu opened the Rekim, he opened up the heavens, so to speak, and he revealed things to the Jewish people in all the mechanics of the world. And he showed them how the Torah and Mitzvah make reactions in the world. We had the whole Arichas yesterday. But what that did for us is kind of created an avoid of us. Because you see now that Torah mitzvot are not just like a mechanical, arbitrary obedience, like to go like a dry person just following the manual. What it says in the Torah, do this, do that. God commanded this, God commanded that. We have to obey the letter of the law and follow the steps, right? A very dry, mechanical OCD type approach to life. That everything has to be perfect and done according to Shukhan Haruch. Of course, we have to be obedient. And of course, we are obligated. And of course, we have to do the Terevitzes. But if Hashem revealed to the Jewish people at Maimon Sinai what the purpose of Terevitzes is, and they're not arbitrary. You know what arbitrary means? It's not like Hashem said a bunch of do's and a bunch of don'ts, and he wants to see if you're going to listen to him. Arbitrary means that it doesn't have a lumdus behind it. It's just arbitrary. God said, do this. Let me see if you're a good boy and you listen. He said, don't do that. Let me see if you're a good boy and you listen. No, it's not arbitrary. It means that there is taivas and yetzaharas and kaychasatoma. And now the mitzvahs are, he revealed to you how the mitzvahs elevate you and develop you as a human. So if he revealed that to us, then obviously it is part of our avoider to understand how to approach life and what we're actually trying to achieve and how we are achieving. That's part of the avoider, if that's what was revealed in Maimon Sinai as a Haggadama to call Terakula. So what I want to do now is begin a series of maybe two or three vod, and I don't know, it's not prepared, so I can't say exactly what it is. We're going to work together to try to appreciate this point of the Ramchal that Maimon Sinai revealed to us the tachlis of mitzvahs of the Torah and how we have to try to understand that and understand how learning the mitzvahs and keeping them change us, okay? So for that, I picked out over here a, a piece from Meshach Ochma. Meshach Ochma is a Meis Simcha, Mamish, like, there's no words to explain his greatness, and there's for sure no words to explain the greatness of his Sefer. His Sefer is a small Sefer, but it's a very deep, profound Sefer, okay? So I picked one Mimer. It's not an easy Mimer. I selected, that's what I was sitting here and writing here before, select certain paragraphs so we get the idea. Because when Ramea Simcha takes a sugya, 
he starts cutting it up and bringing in things and touching chazals and to keep a cheshben of what's going on in the piece is complicated. So today what I want to do is just basically give you uh, a basic overview of what his point is and then we're going to develop it, okay? That's the idea. So I don't know how long that's going to take, but let's give it a shot, okay? So in the middle of this piece here in Parasha Yitro, Rameh Simcha has a question. This is his question. Yesh lehizboyne. Let us contemplate and think into ma ve'eze hishtalmut haya lemoshe bekabalat ha-Torah. How did Moshe Rabbeinu grow from Kabbalah Satar? Interesting question. Moshe Rabbeinu. He was one man prior to Kabbalah Satara, and he became a new man after Kabbalah Satara. Had that growth process take place? Moshe Rabbeinu was massive prior to Kabbalah Satara. We know he already had prophecy before Kabbalah Satara, right? He was a big man. He had a mile of Moshe Rabbeinu before Matan Torah. So how did Kabbalah Zatara change him? And what change did it make in him? Okay? That's the Ramei Simcha's question. So now, I'm going to jump a little bit here. He gives you some background stuff, which is very, very deep, which I'm going to leave out for now. And let me jump to the paragraph um, over here. It's actually in the middle of the paragraph. So he says, starts and he gives us a little bit of a background of what the message of Yitzhak Mitzrayim was prior to Kabbalah. Okay? Let's try to focus on the flow of the Shekel Torah. It's a Shekel Torah, so you have to follow the flow, the build. Okay? So he says like this. Harbeh moftim b'shamayim b'ba'aretz. Hashem made many miracles in the hot, in the sky, in the heavens, and the earth. Neharot to show us, to teach us that nature and reality it's like the material in the hands of the creator. The creator could take the material, right? if somebody has pottery, say, you know, he has the the, the, the choymer, he wants to shape it into a kli. He can, he can push it in any direction he wants. And as much as it's in his power to change the nature and to move it in any direction he'd like, can also destroy it if he wants. If he wants, he can return the creation to nothingness like it was before it was there. Okay? Now, Rak. So follow the steps and we'll understand it better. Just be patient. Rak. Kol Masha also, everything that Hashem did in Mitzrayim, Hayala Harotli Yisrael Kihu Shalit Beteva. He wanted to teach them this concept that Hashem is the boss and the controller of nature. So here's the two lessons. 
Okay? This is what Rabbi Miller would refer to as plan and purpose. He uses that Lashon a lot. Plan and purpose. Means Hashem showed them, listen, I created the world, I run the world, and I did it for a purpose. That was revealed in Egypt. What's the purpose? For the good of the creations. And then he says, what's the next step? Im came. Im yahafchena la'ayinu laheder. If Hashem would take the creation that he created for the purpose of the Nivroim and destroy it, at Miyirek Yushalat, it wouldn't reach its its purpose. Okay? The cave on Shah Oilam Barbaratsan. Now that you know, so again, you know there's a purpose, so it has to exist. And you know that it's in his hand to do whatever he wants. Now that you have these two pieces of information, the third one that comes in is Next step. Now that Hashem can do things, whatever He wants, don't be nispal. I don't think it's impossible for Hashem to take your nefesh and make it nitzchi. It should last forever. And then you should be able to have a schar ruchli, created that reality too. Now, says him, Ubameh. So how do you get that? How do you get the schar nitzchi? So again, he's basically saying over the Ramchal in his terms. But he's basically saying, Hashem created the world, he created for a purpose. The purpose is to give you atava. The ikar atava for you is that you live forever, and you get schar ruchli, and you live in Olam Habo. Okay? That's, in a nutshell, what he's trying to say. And then he says, so how do we get that? How do we get that? He says, Kashe Yasu By doing Hashem's uh, will, Al Here's the key words. I want to get, stress the words again. Kashe If you behave in the world, behave in the world. Business, marriage, woman. Children, cars, clothing, everything in the world. If you behave in the world, how? You have to live in the world, in the world, but like the Torah tells you to live in the world. We're going to appreciate his amkis soon. So it's a guy lives in the world, we live in the world, they do business, we do business, they have relationships. We have relationships. The difference is they do it they follow the laws of nature and we do it and that's the whole difference. I'm going to appreciate the Amkis as it develops. Okay? You following so far? This is what he says. So you got to get it clear. Then he continues. And he says as that means in doing life, living life, is going to require from me and you to rise above our natural tendency of doing the same thing. And by us rising above the natural tendency to do the exact same thing, 
that's how you become shalem, right? So a, a non-Jewish person wants to have a relationship with a woman, okay? Got it? Now, he has a natural desire to this woman. And now let's say, for example, she becomes a nida. So nature doesn't allow you to have the power to retract and stand back. You can't do that. Because if the natural attraction to the woman is there, it's there. We can't stop it. It's like electric current. You know, what are you going to do? But Chukah Torah says, pull back. Pull back. That means you're going above nature. And you're having the relationship based on the way the Torah says, today, you shut the taiva off. Because the taiva is only a tool in this relationship. It's not the essence of the relationship. It's a tool in it. And if the tool should not be used now, you put it back in the tool chest and you take it out when you need it. And that's the Chazal he's going to quote. Chazal Medjah Shoychet Toiv. is a Medjah in Tehillim. Mizmor Dalin says, Adam poshet yado lika'ara. A man puts his hand in the plate or the serving plate or the pot, whatever it is. And all of a sudden he saw this trafe over there. What does he do? Pulls his hand away. Did somebody bite his finger? Did a snake bite his finger? Or Guy comes to his wife. When he comes to his wife, means he's already desired. So he comes to his wife. What does she tell him? Amralo keshoshana adumara iti. I saw blood like a rose, meaning I'm in need. Miad poresh. Okay, backs off. Miakzo minashcho. Did something bite him? Snake bit him? So it means in the in the Teva world, when you have a desire for something, the only way you're going to stop is if you get a bite. If you don't get a bite, you ain't stopping. Over here, nobody bit you. So why'd you stop? So this is, and that's the Pasuk Suga Bashashan. So now what do you see? That the Taiva, this is the Lush they use, the Taiva, that's by you, is controlled by the Ratzon Hashem. So that's why you have power and govern. you can govern it. Because you have this connection with God through the Torah, which we're going to learn more and more about. Let's develop the Amkis. We're going to do Vad after Vad until the concepts seek in good. You know, it's not a Shmuz, it's a Vad. So we learn the Silgir, step by step. He says, Mishgol means beer. It's like a, 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 it's like a joke, so to speak. It's like, it's like you own it. This ability to live life, this world, according to the Ratzon Hashem, this ability to live life, this world, so how do we grow? How do we become great? Is by living life. Not hiding in a cave somewhere, away from life, 
like a Buddhist monk. We don't get married. Don't touch the body. Put them in the on the side. No. You get shlemus as you go into the body. You're working with the body, but you're working with the body al pi Torah. Okay? Now, let me just, I think I have to jump here. Another paragraph goes, um, let's see. Let me just jump a little bit. Because he, he starts to make a differentiation between the philosophers. So I don't want to go into the whole philosophy thing. That's complicated. Okay? So he says that Al Yidean Hogabo Ilma Mifful Badaki Hashem, Yuchol Kol Odom Liskois Latachos Hashem. Af me. Listen to what he's saying. Af me Shemutrid Bipanosa. So he has to be involved in the world. He can't be sitting uh, fasting and meditating and thinking about great things and putting his body away. He needs to work. Guy's got to make a living for his family. He's mutrid And he cannot be thinking about the deep things of life. And this, even this guy himself... I just keep skipping because so I have to stay focused. But living parnosa, you're doing parnosa the way God wants you to do it, right? So now you can make a deal, but it's not the way the Torah wants it to be done. You're going to lose a million bucks. Halogam hachoimer yiske lihiyois or mazher. Here's another knech. Here's another knech. You're not behaving, but you're elevating. This is a knech. Through these behaviors, you're training your body that you are part of this avoida. So you're elevating your body, which we're going to see is going to develop that point. That's why your body gets up in Tchiyas Not just your soul gets reward. Your body gets reward. Because your body is involved. Okay? Now, it says like this. We'll try to do as much as we can today, but I'm going to work this sugi very, very well for you. Bez Hashem. Tziat Tashmai. What does it say about Moshe Rabbeinu before Kabbalat HaTorah? Shal ne'alecha me'al raglecha. Take your shoes off because you're standing in a holy place, right? So what does that mean? Remove your shoes. This is already brought in many svarums. Put your body to sleep on the side. Because what's your body have in a place of holiness? Not after Kabbal Satur. Before Kabbalah Zatera, Hashem said, put your Chaimris on the side. After Kabbalah Zatera, come up with your body. Okay, let's just appreciate that for a second. Okay? So let's just try to take a little bit of a, a simplified mushroom. Okay? I don't want to go to shul. 
I do not want to go to shul because my body tells me, let's go eat. Let's go have some steak sandwiches. Schmack. Let's go eat. Let's have a good time. You go to shul, you're going to sit there and you're going to be shuckling back and forth, you know, davening, learning. It's like your son, right? You tell your son, come with me to shul for Shabbat. Come, we'll sit down. Shabbat shul, 8.30 to 10.30? Yeah. Too long. So what do you tell him? We're going to have after Musaf a crazy kiddush. Chalin, kishka, kogol, whiskey. Can't have whiskey. I'll have whiskey, right? Mom is schmack. So do me a favor. Put your body on the side for a few minutes. Tell him to chill. We're going to take care of him. We're going to dance good to food. But for now, let's do our... Let's focus on spirituality and holiness, right? So what you're doing is shal ne'alecha me'alraglecha. That's what you're doing. Because you're taking your choymer and you're putting him on the side. So listen, right now I got to do holy stuff. Holy stuff ain't for you. But don't worry, I'll be back. And if you be a good boy and you behave, I'll take care of you nicely. So it's good for you to sit down nicely and behave, right? That's like a begin of Shalma Na'alecha. Obviously, it's much deeper than that. But that's the idea. And that's a little bit the idea, which we're going to try to develop over the next few days. What the Masil Sasharim talks about, Tahara. There's going to be two levels in Avedis Hashem. There's a level of Tyra. Tyra means you separate from your Choymer as much as possible. And then there's a level of Kedusha. The level of Kedusha is where your body is involved. Your body is loving the avoid. And that's the spitz much we're going to get to. But his point at this juncture of the shtekel teire is prior to Kabbalah's atari, you can't do that. You can only do tire. At best, you can do tire. You can't do Kedusha. And he also explains with parts that I skip, is before Kabbalah Torah, only very few individuals were able to reach this level of shleimus, because since it requires a focus of the mind and an understanding of the mind, and it has such a power of the mind to put the body to sleep, that's only very rare individuals. After Kabbalah Torah, every Joe can become great. Because since after Kabbalah's Atayah, you're living in the mundane world and you're doing the mundane things. But the Torah programmed you and taught you and developed you and like we said for the Ramchal, gave you a koach to elevate and deal with the world in a normal way according to holiness. Now everybody can become great. Hashem wants everybody to become great, not only the wise, smart people who don't have to work for a living and whatever. Okay? That's the development of the piece. Getting a little late, so we're going to stop in for today so you can digest. Tomorrow, believe me, we'll finish the whole piece. It's going to show you a lot of the Amka is going to come out, and then we're going to go further on the topic. So we're going to take what we're going to do ultimately, which I plan on doing. I don't know if it'll turn out the way I plan. <clears throat> ultimately, what I want to take you into some of the Torah and the mitzvahs and understand exactly what's going on over there and show you the, the third step, what I'd like to do. I'm just thinking as I'm speaking now, so I'm going to remind me because I'll probably forget. The third step, what I want to do is show you that 
even though there's good things in the, in the world, the secular world, there's also good behaviors, but I'm going to show you that those good behaviors are not going to elevate the body. It's just going to make the body behave in a proper society. But we have in the Torah the same concept, but the level that Hashem wants it from us is a way that's going to have to break your nature and elevate you. So these are the steps. I'm going to take you through these steps. With Siyat Nishmai, we'll have clarity, and then we'll have a totally new, different appreciation for mitzvahs. And a totally new and different appreciation for what our job in life is and how to deal with our physical self and how to channel it in a holy way. That's the work that we're going to work on. Okay, is that clear? Is that good? Stop here for today.